Mike here. Hey, on this episode of Mountain and Marsh, Jared Van with Beak Whackers calls in, and we talk a little bit about a company that he has, uh, Beak Whackers, that uh, puts on for veterans. They do a lot of work to help out veterans. Obviously, we're all in debt to veterans at all times, and uh, he does he does the Lord's work, does the good stuff, and so it's really cool uh, to have him on and talk about what they do. You know, Jared and his wife and his friend, they do, uh, they, they spend all the money. They, they, you know, have the food, they take these guys out hunting. Um, I mean, they pay for everything. And so they do all the scouting and everything. These guys do everything. They go to, they go to shows. Uh, they, they talk about what they're doing. So guys, if you want to go to, uh, beakwhackerswaterfowl.com and uh, send them a message if you want to uh, donate some money to the cause. These guys could always use money to help fund what they're doing for these veterans. Um, some really cool stuff there, pure nonprofit, and uh, really great conversation, and I hope you guys enjoy. Really cool. Instead of paying for that guided hunt, listen to me. Listen to me. I just recently, through the podcast, realized what this is. How about this? How about swapping a hunt? How about swapping a hunt with your bud who lives three states over? How about swapping a hunt? D-U-K-S-Z-N.com. DuckSeason.com. It's like the words duck season, except for it's spelled hip. This form of the words duck season wears cool ass shoes and a dope hat. D-U-K-S-C-N.com. It's an online community. You can go there to trade hunts with other folks. Ducks for ducks, ducks for geese. Deer for geese, geese for ducks, geese for a cougar hunt at the local dive bar. But look, straight up, you guys should go check this out. It is a up-and-coming online community. You can ask questions on here and get answers. Any area of the U.S., as this thing grows, it's only going to get better it's not like Facebook and Instagram, man. It's not the BS that you're used to. But this is the best thing if you like to hunt everywhere. Let's go. D-U-K-S-E-N.com. DuckSeason.com, baby. Here we go. Beak Records. Jared, could you uh, let everybody know who you are, where you're from, and uh, your company and, and what all you guys do? Yeah, thanks for having me. So uh, we're Beak Whackers. We're based out of uh, King George, Virginia. Uh, we are a nonprofit, and uh, everything we do, we take veterans waterfowl hunting. Um, we give back to anybody that served. Uh, and we just really enjoyed getting veterans into the outdoors. Yeah, I'd uh, re been reached out uh, to by Eddie Salt over at um, Duck Season. And it's kind of how I connected with you. 
and just seeing what you guys were doing was was really cool and you know you guys now do a lot of duck hunting but you know how did you get your start in the outdoors and uh you know what led you to the point you you're at now i mean we can be here all day um so uh i guess you know like most kids as as a younger adult uh seeing your father, your brothers go out hunting every day and only ever wanting to be in their footsteps going with them because it looks like it's so much fun. Uh, but finally, home, my dad got me into deer hunting. That's all we ever did growing up. Uh, you know, the older I got, I got into high school and I have a buddy who says, hey, you want to go goose hunting? I don't really. It is what it is. Or whatever. I'll tag along. And I go and now I could care less about a goose and I'm ready, or a deer, and I'm ready for goose hunting, duck hunting. Anything that flaps its wing. <clears throat> um, so that has kind of evolved over the years. Uh, I've gotten really good friends with hunting and a lot of uh, a lot of special opportunities has presented itself for me. And uh, <clears throat> finally, I uh, I help out with a another nonprofit. It's called uh, Some Gave All. It's a motorcycle ride. And uh, very close family friends of ours, uh, we've helped out for years doing anything we can to help the veterans. And it's a really big motorcycle ride, and they donate and give back. And, uh, you know, one day, kind of hit me. I said, I, I want to give back, and I want to do my own thing. Uh, so I actually went to, uh, to one of the gentlemen that run it, and I said, hey, this is what I'm thinking. What do you, what do you think? You know, and he's an extreme extreme oh, uh, you know big waterfowl hunter also and uh <clears throat> he he's like i love it w when do we start you know and uh that was kind of the kickoff moment for me because uh, you know i've been helping other people do stuff for veterans in the past and now this is finally my own and uh and i want people to understand that what we're doing is from the heart and for all the right reasons uh and we want to help people that that need it yeah, uh, the, so, yeah, the way that you got your start is kind of a reoccurring theme. Everyone I talk to who is, I'll talk to people of all walks of the hunting life. And everyone I talk to who is an avid waterfowl hunter, I bet, I, I don't want to say everyone, I bet out of everyone that I talk to, 70% of them got their start. I did the same way you did that where you start out deer hunting or, or maybe you did some upland hunting or, you know, your dad was a turkey hunter, but almost nobody had like family full of waterfowl hunters. When, when I talked to people from Louisiana and Arkansas, some of them from up in Canada, those are the guys who are like, yeah, man, my family always waterfowl hunted. And, um, I, I'm the same, I'm same as you. I, I think most people just catch the bug at some point. And uh, I, I just, I enjoy it, you know, just like you do. I mean, I, I enjoy the heck out of it now. It's been, it's a major staple of my life. I, I plan solo trips just by myself to go do it just because I enjoy doing it that much. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, uh, it's, I think my wife wishes that I may have stuck with deer hunting. It's probably a lot cheaper, uh, <laughs> but. Um, that is for sure. <laughs> but, all right, I, so. I, 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 Oh, good, good. No, 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 no. You're good. Was... So, I, well, I want to go into the the beak whackers a little bit, and um, so when you when you got the start, like, how did this all come to be? When when you guys you said like you did the you guys do the rides and things like that, but was it just on a whim that you were like, man, I I love the waterfowl hunt this is what I'm going to do. Is that how it, it got its start? Uh, yep. I mean, it was pretty close. Uh, so <clears throat> beak waggers actually started out as, uh, you can't see me, but you know, my air quotes, uh, hunt club, essentially it was just, it was five or six of us good buddies. And we, we hunted every day, every weekend, every holiday together. And, uh, you know, it kind of came up with a joke. We we're like, Hey, what are we going to call ourselves? You know? And, uh, so we said, Beak whackers, and I tell the story, and everyone probably gets tired of hearing me say about it. But like <clears throat> everyone, 
uh, my buddy came up with it in his garage. We were drinking. He goes, yeah, well, geek whackers. And everyone's kind of like, you know what? That's a good one. That's funny. Let's do it. Let's roll with it. Uh, and of course, now to this day, I still get people saying, you know, ducks don't have beaks. And I'm like, yeah, but you're talking about it, right? <laughs> like, uh, it, it was meant as a joke, and and I and I ran with it. Uh, if nothing else is a conversation piece, obviously I know they don't have beaks, but uh, they're bills. But you know, it, I whatever. It's fun. It's not meant to be uh, a a brand that we're gonna have throughout the nation on everyone's television. Even though that would be nice. Don't get me wrong, but that's not where where we were coming from with it. It was coming from uh, a down home kind of feel um but yeah uh when i after dealing everything with the ride i went to the guy and i was like what other better way to give back than a water fountain i mean something that i'm my passion is it burns through and through uh other than during fishing season you know i'm still riding the banks in the river and chesapeake bay watching ducks or geese fly and I'm like, no, oh, mental note for later in the year, you know, uh, whereas uh, I honestly, I mean, I, obviously I know everybody's not like that, but I definitely am. So that's where my passion leads. That's where I want to take veterans and either introduce them to the outdoors or give them another outlet uh, of ways to help. Yeah, that's a really cool, uh, that's a really cool situation. The fact that you take all that, all this time to put together this system where you, you know you're giving veterans an outlet and uh giving them something else to do and honestly like not even as an outlet but just me looking at it it's just cool to be able to be like hey look like you guys did us such a great service this is the least we can do you know what i mean like that's kind of how i look at it whereas i hunt with some veterans that have some stuff with them I I've I have I also one of my best friends Andrew has been in some crazy spots. We almost died on Chesapeake Bay one time, like crazy story. But the dude is a nut, and he cannot get enough of just being in the outdoors. He doesn't have any uh, residual issues from the military. The dude just loves being outdoors. So I can imagine that there's also a lot of guys who just get opportunities to go out and hang out and kind of get, you kind of get to repay people for, you know, the service that they gave you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I've, over the past four years now, I guess we've been doing this. Um, you know, we've take we take people duck hunting that the only time they've ever picked up a gun before is in the army or, uh, or other, when we, we've done other times where the guy's like, man, uh, I was duck hunting two weeks ago, uh, and it's not really it's not really what it's about. You know, it's, it's getting back to people that, are, that do deserve it, and whether they are active hunters or duck hunters, whatever, um, it, it's getting it to the right the right hands, and uh, that's what we've been striving to do. And that's what's been working. So, like I said, uh, and then not everybody deals with their coach with things the same way, and <clears throat> that's what we, we at least hope to to give them that lean and post uh like last year uh i i we took a gentleman on a hunt and you could tell i mean we were all cutting up laughing and really wasn't you could just see what wasn't in the same space that everyone else was and uh the next morning we go out there and i'm in we're all cutting up again and he's just still kind of being quiet you know whatever and all of a sudden here comes bluebills they drop in out of the sky and uh everyone just cuts loose on them and uh, and I send the dog, and I look over, and he's over there pooping, hollering, jumping up and down, and he looks at me and high fives me, and kind of grabs me a little bit and says, "Thank you, I needed this," you know. And and then all of a sudden, like it was like all like the pressure and just everything just lifted at that moment, you know. It was it, it kind of that moment. I mean, I, we like I said, we've been doing this for three or four years now, and it was that moment that kind of said what I'm doing is actually helping people. Not that I haven't seen it before or that I haven't heard anybody. You know, it was kind of like a sticking point to me that kind of really said what I'm doing is helping. What was it like the first time that you guys set up a hunt 
like the first one, what was it like? Like to take complete strangers out and you know, take them out hunting. Like how did that all go? Oh, super nerve wracking. Very, very, <laughs> very, very nerve wracking. Yeah. And, and I'm, and I'll tell you, uh, so we, uh, the very first one I put together, I'm working with a couple of uh, veterans hospitals here in Virginia, you know, and I, and we started this in probably August. And, uh, I tell them what we're doing. They send out business. Oh, here's a few people that have responded back. They want to do it. And I go, okay, deal. That sounds perfect. I call them. I tell them what we're doing, what we're about, what we're looking at doing. And everyone says, oh, man, this is great. I would love to do it. I would love to do it. And at that point in time, we were trying to do something a little differently. I was like, I just need your boot size, your shoe size, or your pants size, everything. We're going we're gonna to hook you up with a complete outfit, you know, and uh, hey, okay, I get all this information two or three, uh, about two months go by and I contact him like, hey, just wanted to get in contact with you. He'll let you know we're getting ready to, this hunt's coming up. It'll be here before we know it. We're super excited. And uh, two of the three people said, oh, this was real? I forgot all about it. And I was like, oh boy, this is going to be a rough one. <laughs> you know, and uh, it was kind of a, uh, you know, kind of knocked me down a little bit because I thought, you know, for sure. I mean, I would have jumped all over any opportunity to do that. You know, and so I'm thinking the same way. Everyone else has got to be just like me. Yeah, think the same way. And obviously, that's not the case. Um, so, lo and behold, we have one of the veterans come up from the veterans hospital and uh, ended up working in, with the two other active duty Marines from uh, a base in Southern Maryland. And, uh, we get them out there and we're, like I said, everyone's cutting up, having a good time, like always. And, uh, I think we, I think we went through nine boxes of shells and, uh, there may have been three birds that were killed that day, but I tell you the stories that came along with it were, were the price for everything. Uh, and all the ribbon that we got to give the Marines, uh, you know, well, if, I, if I had this gun or that gun, ah, there's no way if I had my rifle, there's not a duck that would be flying away from here. Yeah, you know, and of course we gotta we gotta rip them and give them all our time, make them feel like they're family. You know, that well, you know, twenty feet with a twelve gauge shotgun, that must be pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and you know, that's another thing about waterfowl hunting is it it can it can uh it can put people in their place real quick. That's a that's even even myself. There's times I'm like. All right, these birds are coming in dead on a string, and then you make a mistake. Anybody can do it too. So it's it that is one of the cool things about waterfowl hunting. If you know, if you were to take veterans out deer hunting and you were to set four different stands, and all right, I got two spots for two people, and you know, two guys come along and you set them up and say they both kill 150 inch deer. Great, awesome, but you don't make the personal connection that you would doing all the the S talking when it comes to waterfowl hunting. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I mean, uh, and we try to every year, uh, they come in there and I, I always have to, I, I say it with a smile, but you know, I always apologize. Say, well, welcome to the family guys. Uh, cause they come into my house. I bring everybody. We, we do dinner, we do breakfast, we do lunch with my family. So of course here comes my five-year-old, running through the house. What's up, guys? You want to come see my monster trucks? Or, oh, man, I want to see you guys. And I was like, and this is your new little brother, so congratulations. <laughs> uh, but th- that's how we like to run it, and that's how we we keep it close and personal. Uh, you're not just a number here. You're you're part of the family now. And I, I still keep in touch with just about every single hunter that we've had, um, whether or not it's through text message or in, you know social media. But, um, yeah, uh, you got you got to have the, the ribbing that comes along with waterfowl hunting. It uh, kind of keeps you on your toes, and because everyone knows, like you said, uh, what, it will keep you humble for sure. Uh, just right when you think you're the best shot in the world, you're not. <laughs> a, a blue bill flips, and and it makes you look like an idiot. I, yeah, we've all been there. Do, do you guys just do the diver hunting, or do you got what do you guys do? What's the gist of it? So, in the past, we normally get to the diversity mainly because 
I know I'm going to be able to take them out and at least see birds and get some shots off. I know, like I said before, it's not always about killing. It's not always about that. But, you know, it's, for me, I want to, I want them to have a good time. And, and me thinking about it is them getting out there seeing some beautiful ducks. I mean, we shoot long tails, surf scooters, common black scooters, blue bills, you know, buffalo heads. I mean, and uh, that is probably, I would say, 90% of our hunts. Um, this past year, we started doing, uh, Virginia offers an early duck season. It's an early veteran youth day hunt. Uh, and so we got to take some veterans wood duck hunting. Uh, I was always nervous about that one. Wood ducks are, uh, they're hard, you know, uh, and I'm never, I'm always nervous about it because uh, if you ever wood duck on it, you know that a wood duck coming through the trees or coming down through a marsh when they get out of the skylight and they come, you know, they get in the dark, you can't see them. You're going to do a lot of shooting and a lot of missing. I don't care how good of a shot you are. When you can't see them, it's really hard to shoot them. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I was a little worried about that because, like I said, I, I don't want anybody to get disappointed because they're shooting. They think their shooting's not on point or it's not like it should be. Um, but luckily this year, the hole we hunted with the wood ducks, I mean, everything just worked out perfectly. And uh, we were able to do that wood duck hunting. Last year we did a goose hunt along with a diver hunt. Um, like I said, uh, we're still growing. So I'm hoping in, in the years to come that I can offer mallard hunts along with some goose hunts. And obviously uh, the wood ducks we have are plenty. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, probably 90% would come back to the divers. That's a, it's a good system though. I mean, that, that's kind of what I was thinking when you guys are, you were, or you were talking about diver hunting earlier. That seems like to be the best system. And, uh, I have just as much fun, if not more fun, if I'm by myself or with a couple buddies shooting and then then puddle ducks anyway I, I think that there's more opportunity often to to kill diver ducks as well so yeah that's that's a really good way to do it um especially being down there where you guys are along the chesapeake bay really good that that western side gets some sea ducks man i don't it's not the it is but it's not like the eastern side just doesn't have the same number of and i don't know what it is but like scoters and stuff and long tails if if you want to go kill long tails, you go to Calvert Cliffs. You know, you go over on that side of Maryland to the western side of the bay. It always seems to produce, man. That's that's a really good area. Absolutely. Um, I don't, don't want to jinx ourselves. We knock on wood real quick, but uh, we have had pretty good years of scooters and uh, long tails or the old school. Um, you said the surfs, the surfs, and the commons are just. On that on that western side, they're a little thicker than there than a lot of other places I've seen. But um, actually, when you say that, you were talking about you know just having your buddies go out there and hunt them. Uh, last year we had a veteran come in and we go to our spot and we're hunting. And uh, <laughs> the guy says, "Hey, so uh, where's the brush at? Where do we, we need to paint our faces?" Like. We need to get down, like, what's the deal? <laughs> that, that's the beauty about the birds here, buddy. I was like, uh, you're in a boat, a fishing boat, first of all. And, I mean, then everyone watches YouTube or Facebook, whatever, and they see them all these decked-out duck boats, and they have to be painted battleship gray and everything else. Uh, so I take them out on my 25-foot seahawk, and uh, – my fishing boat and uh, I threw out all my long lines and it still surprises people to this day. No matter how many videos or pictures I show them, they come right to the boat. And I was like, well, you know, they, they trust fishermen, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's my secret. I, don't, I, don't know. I just told everybody, but you, know, you don't have to blend in with the water. You just look like a fisherman and they, uh, they come right to you. Yeah. When I, when I scooter hunt, I actually all, wear a tan visor and a aqua green 
uh, Columbia shirt to make sure that they know I'm I'm out there looking for some Cobia. <laughs> That's right. You have to. You know, he's he's definitely worried about the UV race. He's he's mindful of the sun. I I have to respect that he's definitely fishing. Yeah, it's kind of like when a white-tailed deer sees a farmer in a flannel driving a tractor down the edge of the field and, and like, a 130-inch eight-point just lays there and watches him drive by at 15 yards. It's yeah. But it, but if it's a hunter walking by, he's gone. He's he's on the next property over 30 minutes before the hunter gets there for some reason. Like, it's it's just that I don't know, with diver ducks, especially sea ducks, that's the – it's just their MO. I don't know. That's how they hunt them around Chincoteague, too. Guys just go out on big old charter boats and cast and blast and just tear them up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, that's kind of the first guy told me about doing that. And I was like, ah, I don't really believe you, but, you know, I want to try it. So uh, I took me and a few friends out and we did it. Uh, I had an older, another boat that was Seafoam Green. And I, they just, I always joke. I was like, they just like this style boat. The big outboard thing. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, they, <laughs> but, um, they, they like a Mark Cruiser. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, uh, and everyone always says, what do I wear? Like, do I need this? Do I need that? Like, just be warm. You can wear, you know, your car hearts and whatever, you know, if you wear dock shoes, as long as you're going to stay warm, it don't matter to me. He says, we're going to, we're going to be in the dry boat. So as long as you're warm, we'll be happy. And then they get out there and they're like, no, I see it. I look on their face every time. Uh, this is a joke, right? Like where does the tender come in? Where's the, you know, where's the pumpkin seed layout boat? Where's whatever. Where, uh, where's, would, where's the corn pile, man? We can't be killing yeah. birds off this thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, and, like, yes, I would love to have all those things, but that's not uh, that's, that's not where we're at right now. And we're, we're making do with what we have, and everyone seems to leave here very pleasantly surprised and with a good laugh because they're, they're shooting ducks that not a lot of people, especially when you get farther west, see. So like scoters and the long tails, and I mean buffalo heads are kind of everywhere. But <clears throat> but yeah, I mean I I I personally I hold the surf scoter up there with. Surf scooter and long tail, some of the most beautiful ducks there is. Oh, there! I, am I an old squaw? You said wood duck earlier, and I actually posted about this on Instagram. I don't know, last month, the month before, we we busted up some uh, some wood ducks, and I I was like, hey, like, what do you what do people find to be like the prettiest duck? I think a lot of diver ducks and sea ducks get overlooked when people talk about beauty of ducks because people. Think Almost everybody's like either a, a greenhead purist or a wood duck. It's a wood almost like probably 70% of duck hunters are like it's a it's a wood duck. And don't get me wrong, I love a good wood duck. I every different color and the, the feather type and everything's great. But uh, like an old squall, how cool is an old squall and how many people get to hunt old squall? Like that's that to me that's awesome, you know. No, absolutely. As we're sitting here talking about this, I'm sitting in my basement looking at my decoys hanging up, and I'm looking at, you know, I got canvas backs, which, I mean, you you can't knock the beauty of it. I mean, it's the king. Yeah, the old squall, you look at the scoters, and I got wood ducks hanging. Blue, yeah. a fucking bull. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I think, <laughs> no, I, I think a bull bluebill, a, a greater bluebill. It is one of the prettier ducks. I I just do. I think they're really pretty. Oh, absolutely no. And uh, well, we call them Southern Maryland mallards where I'm from, but they're gadwalls. Uh, you get a Drake gadwall. I mean the the coloring that is hidden in a lot of those birds until you hold it in person. Kind of, you know, a wood duck stands out from a mile away. Like, oh, that is a beautiful. And you can, I would agree with everybody from here on out. You know. Ducks are beautiful, but there's just something about like a surf scoter that has those colors and uh, that you know the beak is just it, it's neat, you know, and, and you don't see that a lot. So inland that only shoot puddle ducks and stuff like that. I mean, yes, they may not taste the best, but there's a couple recipes out there. You'd be surprised. You make 
make some uh, fajitas out of them and, or some jerky sticks, and I'll hold it with the best of them. Mexican and Asian foods. That is that is what <laughs> makes pepper hunting right there. Anything uh, with, with high power flavors that will cover the, uh, the flavor of the meat, that's what does it. it. And it's not a plug, I promise, but McCormick's fajita mix, you put that on anything, and I'll eat it. I mean, it's, you put that on a turd, and most people will eat it. So, all right. So let's uh, let's hop back on the list here. I want to ask you, how did this become a nonprofit? Like, what made you guys decide it was time to take a step and like make it legit? So, actually, we so like I said at the beginning, we started out as a, a club, quote unquote. Then. I had this bright idea and I don't think everybody was on board with it, to be honest with you, but I kind of strong on them was, uh, like, Hey, why don't we sell shirts and hats with our, uh, with our logo or with our name on it, you know, raise a little bit of money. Let's start an LLC. And really the overall scheme of what we wanted to do was originally get into like YouTube videos, hunting shows, style. Maybe not be on the outdoor channel, but have our own little thing on uh, YouTube or wherever. And, uh, you know, and it kind of never really panned out. And we already had the LLC that I started for that. And then kind of came along the fact that I wanted to do the veteran hunt. So I brought it to my buddies. That's, I mean, that's the quick of it right there, right? I mean, it was, uh, we started as LLC, we were going one route, and I said, hey, well, this isn't really going anywhere. I would love to take it here, because this is my new passion. I, I, I don't sit still very well. I'm always looking for something, you know, and uh, they're like, oh, yeah, shoot, go for it, man. I'm like, have at it. Let's, if you can do it, let's do it. And uh, that's kind of where it, it, it all took off from there. Yeah, that's so. Can I can I guess something real quick? And I'm not going to mean anything by it. Can I guess why uh, your your first initial your first initial YouTube video thing didn't work out? Is it okay? Oh yeah, no, because I because with my experience, all right. So and I I mean nothing by this. I'm sure you have great friends, and I have great friends too. I realized that I was like working harder than other people to try to like bust my hump to do something and put my passion towards something. And I was like, Hey guys, like I'm going to start a podcast instead because like that, that's kind of like how things worked out for me. Is that how things worked out for you guys or for you? And uh, <laughs> I mean, not that no one else wanted to work. Uh, Cause that's not really the case. It was just, you know, I think a lot of it came down to it was my bad planning originally. Um, you know, I didn't come with the, the best written business plan. I came out, I, I had this idea one night. I couldn't sleep when my firstborn was, uh, you know, in a sleepless stage. And uh, I'm like, let's do this. So, uh, you know, so I ran with it. I bring it to the guys and they're like, all right, well, we need a little more than just that. And I'm like, no, I'm running with it. Like, you know, it's me being hard headed. Like I see one thing and I'm running with it. I did the same and thing, like, man. Same like, thing. If you guys don't see what I'm seeing, then, you know, I'll catch you on the, on the next stop of the train. Uh, and, you know, obviously that's the wrong way to think things, especially with friends, you know, uh, but, you know, and, and in the end it, it didn't work out, but, uh, but now we, we've gotten to a new point. In our, uh, our new, uh, beak whackers for taking veterans waterfowl hunting is taking off and it seems to be doing really really well and we're getting a very positive feedback yeah i didn't mean to put you in a tight spot there i just I, and i'm sure your friends are still great friends you know i that's how it is for me i was just wondering because i've never really asked anybody else about that but it's it sounded to me like your situation was pretty similar to what my situation had been to where what I realized was like, I had this passion and I was like, you know, we'd be in a duck blind and we'd be, we'd shoot a couple of ducks and we'd all be sitting around at nine o'clock. Like, man, we're going to do this. And we're going to do that. And there's, there's, there's this, Oh, I want to do this. Yeah. That's a good idea too. Like maybe we should write that down. And then we started taking off and like 
I just slowly noticed people disappear. And I was like, I guess I'm still going. Like I was just holding on, you know, it was like the idea was the buck and Bronco and all five of us were on. We started and at the end, it's just me, you know, holding on to the reins half bloody and dragging beside the horse. So I, uh, I, I can empathize it all day long for sure. Um, you know, started out as a big group and we went down to just a few. I mean, and it's not that nobody doesn't like the idea. I think it's one way or the other, uh, you know, because everyone has families, everyone has their own, own personal lives. And what I'm trying to do is, is very time consuming. And, uh, and, and also, it's, it, I have to be, I have to try not to be as selfish because, like I said, I'm a through and through duck hunter, like waterfowl hunting in general. That's, what I really care about. And, uh, you know, in, in order to do these hunts, I have to tell myself still to this day, it's like, Hey, it's not just about you. Like you're doing this for the right reason. So, uh, and that, I think that was kind of a big point. With like, Hey, we're going to give up some Saturdays or a few weekends. Uh, you know, not everybody like, like, Hey, we only have 60 days, you know, like can't be giving up all of them. Like, Believe me, I get it, but um, depends where you want to be at with it. And then the other part, sure, you anybody that's tried to film that is not. Oh yeah, God, I, with me is, I would rather run off a cliff sometimes than try to film myself. Yep. Uh, well, I think the biggest problem we had is um, you know, we have six people. All right, who wants to draw? All right, hey, uh, before we do the the drawing of straws or making somebody do it, the uh, just raise a hand. Who wants to film today? Like, oh, I don't know. I'm in this spot. Man, last time we hunted here, we've been scouting here. We've been seeing so many mallards and whatever, you know, and no one wants to film. And I don't blame them because even to this day, doing the veteran hunts, I still need to help film. I need to do this. That's the last thing I want to do. Even though I'm not, even though if I don't have a gun in my hand, it is the last thing I want to be doing because I enjoy watching the birds come in and I can get complacent with that camera uh, firsthand. I'll tell you, I sat there and, and I go back and I'm like, man, I know I have some bomb footage. Cause I remember when I was watching, I saw those ducks come in and I, I gave it the, the call to shoot them. And I watched the dog, the, the ducks fall and the dog go out. Man, it was great. And I go back and watch the film. Half the time at this damn camera is pointing at my foot. Everything that I'm remembering is from my eye point of view, watching everything happen. I'm like, God, what a dummy. Yep, I do the same thing. Uh, <laughs> waterfowl hunting and trying to film is is harder to me than even trying to do like deer hunts and and try to film. It, it is very difficult. Um, but all right, I've made some pretty good friends over the years that that want to give back and help with doing that. So I'm like, I would gladly turn the reins over of uh, filming all of this, please. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, we've we've tried, and I because I do hunt by myself from time to time waterfowl hunting. Like I just went to Assateague and, uh, and I set up, you know, on, on the salt marsh and went out by myself. It was like 30 mile per hour sustained wind, carried all my camera gear out there, wearing my waders, like through the muck. And I get out there and I'm like, I'm trying to get good angles and it's getting daylight. And I'm like, Oh, that the wind blew that decoy over there. Shoot. I got to get up. And then I take off. And I come back and I'm like, Oh, the camera isn't right here. Uh, and then, oh, there's ducks above me. Like the entire time, like this is stupid. I need to stop. I need to stop worrying about filming this stuff and just have fun hunting. Because sometimes it it gets on my nerves. Oh yeah, no, I'm right there with you. All right, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about. Uh, we we pretty much have a gist of everything. Um, everybody kind of understands what you guys do now and. So what are some of the the best hunts that you've ever had with these guys and some of the people you've met along the way? Like, is there anybody who stands out in that regard? Uh, so I think it all kind of falls back on last year, honestly. Um, we've had a lot of really good hunts over the years, and I can, like I said, I can probably recall 99% of everybody in it. And almost to the T word shot. We've kept it pretty small, personal. Um, 
But I, and it comes back to last year. We had uh, a really big snowstorm come in the week before. I didn't even think we were going to be able to have the hunt. Uh, our part of Virginia got about 14 inches of snow. And to most northerners, that wouldn't, uh, it seems like your average uh, Monday morning. But to uh, our part of Virginia, uh, we were without power for almost a week and uh, pretty much shut down the whole state. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we had a really big cold front push in. And I'm like, these guys are coming in next week. This is, this is going to be fun. Like, how, how, how is this going to work? Um, just with, the ice, the wind, the snow, everything. Um, but we get out there and these guys are having a blast. Uh, like I said, we, we go out there and this is one of the gentlemen, or one of the stories I told earlier, he was kind of like looking around like, what the hell? Like, what did I get myself into? Like, I'm just sitting here in the wide open. Like there's not going to be any ducks coming into here, you know? And, uh, yeah, they uh, and and just to watch them shoot and shoot and shoot, we end up working through a limit uh, as we're watching the winds steadily pick up. We we went out there hunting, probably I don't know twenty twenty five mile an hour winds, maybe just a little bit under. And uh, luckily at the time it was blowing in the right direction; it wasn't too rough. But um, by the end of the night or the end of that morning, kind of, everyone looked at each other like, "All right, well." That is the last bird, and thank God, because that wind direction is starting to shift slightly out of the north, and it and w- waves are breaking. And I look back at my dog; she's sitting on the boat because that's where we had her sitting at the time. And I'm getting in and out of the water, and just the the, the river spray. She had icicles, and she was practically attached to the boat. And uh, but every, no one could say anything bad about her. I mean, she was hard charging and uh that's the only thing she wanted to do was get those ducks for everybody and uh i think we ended up with our limit for three veterans and uh i mean that was that's probably the closest one on the brain of the the, probably the most fun hunt other than our very first hunt that i look back at shooting the veterans shooting nine boxes of shells and having three birds account for it was uh was something I don't think I'll forget anytime soon. Uh, but I mean, just the camaraderie and the fun part of it is it, it all sticks out. And I, it's kind of hard to pick any one. So I apologize for not having more to elaborate on. No, that's cool. I mean, where, where do most of your, most of your veterans that you are hunting with, where are most of them coming from? Are they local to you? So we do uh, our early and late season hunts. Uh, like I said, we, uh, Virginia offers a uh, veteran youth day hunt in October, and they also do one the very first Saturday in February. So it's a one-day hunt only. We try to keep that for the local veterans, mainly because if you're traveling from, let's just say Pennsylvania, North Carolina, wherever, right. If you're traveling more than an hour, hour and a half, I would hate for me to have to call you and say, Hey, uh, it is raining or it just, it doesn't really matter if it's rain. Most duck hunters will push to it, but, uh, you know, just the weather isn't huntable, right? Uh, so if we plan on going on the river or the bay and the wind's blowing, way too hard and it's dangerous it's not safe so we try to keep those veteran hunts local um i work with a uh we have two other at least two other hunts we do during the other regular season uh or the ones we reach out a little bit farther on uh up to this point and i think it's going to change this year but um there's a there's a uh a veteran group out of Pennsylvania, or they're not out of Pennsylvania, but that's who I work with directly from them, uh, WHHC, Wounded Hero Hunt Camp. Uh, Matt Killian, with them, with their group, I've gotten in touch with him, and he's been just spectacular. I mean, just to helping me when I have questions, uh, sending us veterans that we can take hunting and give back to, and uh, I mean, 
he's he's great. And uh, but like I said, I think this year it's going to be it'll be a little different <clears throat> scenario with us between them. But then uh, then we also have a hunt this year from uh, Virginia, the Fallen Outdoors, and uh, we have a few veterans that that they're supplying with us for to take them. Like I said at the beginning, we're still growing. Um, my biggest thing that we're trying to do now is bring our veterans in from other places and, and grow our own, I guess, you know, our own family that we can pull from. Uh, and <clears throat> we're still a very small select few that we have here. And between the dates that we have that work and them, I still have to rely on other people. But we really do enjoy it because between Matt's group and uh, the Virginia Fallen, uh, they get some really, really deserving veterans out with us. That's really cool to hear, man. It's, that's awesome. It's awesome to to have. See, there's like an underlying uh, group here. Like, it's almost like there's a spider web system that I didn't even know about. That's like where I, my buddy Dom is a veteran and I know he's done some hunts like this. So I do know about it. I just don't know the extent of it. And it seems like it's everywhere is that, you know, there are these uh, hunts put on simply for the fact of getting veterans in the outdoors if they want it. Um, and it's, it's a really cool thing, man. I, I think it's awesome that you guys are all doing stuff like this, uh, taking, taking care of people who really, you know, there's, there's a million things out there that anyone could be a part of, but taking care of veterans is a, is a really big deal. No, absolutely. And, uh, like you said, the, uh, my buddy helps me out with this. He's in the Virginia national garden. You know, he's a front and foremost for me every time I think about it, not only him but my my wife's family my family my direct family my my father my you know my uncles my grandfather everyone served everyone has done this and i'm like what's the least i can do to give back and you know i didn't go in i didn't do it but i want to do my part i want to help and uh they're all deserving and that's where we're at i mean giving them what they need or what they deserve what sort of upcoming hunts do you guys have this year you got anything lined up yeah, so right now we have uh, two hunts, two separate hunts. Uh, one with the fallen, like I mentioned earlier. We have um, the week before Christmas, we're taking them on a uh, a sea duck hunt, and it's going to be a two day venture. We're taking them out on the boat, and we have a a cabin uh, reserved, and we're going to come back, and we have a bunch of food that is donated, and. Uh, Cook up on the grill, I'm, uh, bust out my chef boy RD on them, and, uh, <laughs> you know, grill some steaks, maybe some burgers, and uh, you know, so that's going to be our seed, our first seed duck hunt of the year. And then uh, actually, right behind that, uh, I got my buddy Matt coming down from Pennsylvania, and he's got um, two other veterans that are coming along with him, and uh, we're gonna probably mix it up between a sea duck hunt and the marsh and uh you know just depending on really it's all weather dependent it's hard uh you know i, I can plan this all i want from june to november you know i've talked to everybody about this like hey this is what we're doing so we're gonna be this is where we're gonna be at but i'm gonna caveat that with uh i can't help it if the wind's blowing 30 miles an hour out of the east because that is the worst direction we can get a wind in, at least in our, in, in, in our situation, if we go see those hunting, uh, it's coming straight up the bay and it's nothing to have three, four foot chop rollers breaking on the boat. And no one wants to be in that situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I gotcha. So how about where can people, do you have a way for people to give back, to what you're doing to give you guys a little bit of funding or anything? I mean, what, what do you guys got? So, uh, well, at this exact moment, we have a website, bequackerswaterfowl.com. And, uh, we, 
there is a tab on there for um, for donations, and most of that is connecting either to you directly to me or to my wife who runs the site, uh, or to our Venmo is really the only way we have it set up at this particular moment. Uh, but if anybody's local or in the area, we do go to a lot of our hunt shows, and we uh, we accept donations to that way too. But over Anything on our website, you you can reach to us, and we take donations that way. I got you. All right. Well, it's good to know, man. Uh, where can everybody reach you at? Obviously, your website. Uh, what about social medias? Yeah, well, so we have all the big, the big, big social medias. Uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other one. Uh, I apologize because my wife is one that runs most of it. So you see pictures of me on there. Uh, it's just her running it, and uh, I'm just a pretty face up front. <laughs> you know, and, uh, uh, but yeah, we have all the main social medias, and uh, and anybody ever wants to reach out, wants to do a hunt, wants to do anything, uh, we have. You can reach out to me from our website or on our uh, personal email account it's uh beakwhackers b-e-a-k-w-h-a-c-k-e-r-s at gmail and uh, i will respond to you uh, if you're interested in the hunt please reach out to us spread the word that's all we ask and uh and yeah and i i really do appreciate everything you're doing for us here yeah man i hey no problem i this is the least I could do. You guys are doing all the work. I'm just putting out the good word. But all right, man, uh, you can stay on the line. We'll uh, I'll hang up the podcast. It was great talking to you. Yes, thank you.